What's going on, everybody? So in this episode, I have Cole Steverson out of the Central Coast of California, same area where I'm from. He has a business in flipping Prius batteries. Uh, we had a pretty good conversation, talked about some current events, and yeah, so give it up for the awesome Cole Steverson. Love is love. Love is love. Adi- What's going on, man? Having... Yeah, so I don't think we've ever like really officially met, but um, uh, you're from here, so yeah. Right, I mean, it's a small, it's a small area. I mean, I'm from AG, so okay. I'm originally from Huntington Beach, moved here when I was like five or six. Ended up staying. Um, Did you go to Slow High as well? No, nah, I went to AG High. You went to AG High the whole time. Okay, I went to AG. Yeah, nice. I did. Um. Yeah, I just, I, I pretty, like I said, I moved up here when I was like, I think maybe even six or maybe, actually maybe even earlier. I think I did first grade here. I went to Harlow and then I jumped over to Ocean View and then I went to Paulding and I went to AG. And then after that, I was at Cuesta for a bit, okay. uh, played baseball there and then kind of went out and did my own thing. Kind of a, a long story with that, but. Yeah. So what are you doing? I mean, I know you're fixing up Priuses. Is that like your yeah. main hustle or is that just like your side hustle? Um. Okay, so basically, um, it was the side hustle that became the main hustle. And it's kind of an interesting subject because when I was like 17, uh, I, graduated, I graduated at 17 because I skipped kindergarten. So naturally, I was young. Um, I was young for my grade. Mm-hmm. And when I graduated from high school, I kind of got the end to do some Instagram marketing, like back when Instagram was still kind of on the come up mm-hmm. and I graduated in 13, I'm 24. So, <clears throat> um, basically I got a little bit of, got a little bit of money when my grandfather passed away, not a lot. And I took a, I, I basically got 10 grand and I mm-hmm. took the 10 grand and I of course did what every 17 year old kid who can't find anything else to do. I mean, I blew it on some stupid stuff. I built my truck with it. I, uh, you know, went to two match a couple of times, <laughs> blew some playing blackjack. And then, you know, the last like few thousand, I, I ended up buying an Instagram page and then building it. And from that Instagram page, I built a few more and sold a few, built a few more, sold a few. Um, and basically that was kind of my main gig. So since I was 17, I've pretty much been self-sufficient, supported myself and, Cost my parents a lot of trouble, but not a lot of not a lot of uh, money, thankfully. So we grew up with uh, it was pretty tight growing up. So um, okay. that's that's uh, yeah, that's. Well, well now you're like uh, now you're like traveling a lot and stuff to like find these priests and. Right. So. Um, so so basically, um, hold on a second. There we go. Okay. So so basically. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. So I mentioned how it kind of started out a side hustle. So basically I've always kind of like worked on cars since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really sufficient, uh, until probably a couple years ago when I started doing it and realizing I could make money doing it out of like, I, and it's a really niche thing. Like, you know, I do hybrid battery repair and I started out, um, just flipping Priuses. Like I would buy them with bad batteries. We'd pay someone to, um, fix the battery and then I would, I would sell them. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the lines, I'm like, well, shit, why don't I just try doing this myself? And so I started doing that and realized that like, you know, you can kind of just, sw- there's like 28 cells in a Prius battery and you can swap in a cell and it will get the engine light to come off and the car will run for a short amount of time, but that's not a permanent fix. 
then I got into the reconditioning process and like started doing it my on my own with like basically like RC chargers, like hobby chargers, mm-hmm. start reconditioning them so they would get a lot better life and the fuel economy would come back. And then eventually I started my own business and I started buying like pretty fancy machines. And now I'm to a point where we're doing like 10 hybrid batteries a week. And it's not just Priuses, it's like Camry hybrids, Tahoe hybrids. Um, you know, we do Nissan ultimately, you know, all different types of makes and models, we do them all. And so I now have three employees and I'm, I'm growing pretty quickly, which is nice. And then um, the social media business has kind of subsided. Um, a lot of people don't know, but basically with Instagram, um, you know, I had some, some shortcomings with Instagram. I had my pages deleted from basically under me. Um, and I went from making a lot of money to no money really quickly because Warner Brothers came in and wiped out my pages for copyright. <laughs> uh, in the middle of a day. Yeah. Because I had, I had fr- uh, pages based off of friends, of the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would post videos and, and pictures and stuff from friends, of the show, and it was making me a lot of money. And I was selling advertisements to like, you know, I had a very good audience on Instagram. I had a lot of, you know, women between the ages of 18 and 34 following my page. It was like 75% of my demographic, my demographic was made up of that. Mm-hmm. And so I would sell ads to like Fashion Nova or like Fit T or like these other big like Instagram, you know, um, dy- dy- these dynamic companies. And then one day it just, it deleted me. <laughs> so Damn. Um, they didn't even yeah, give you so a I, chance, did they? No, no, they, they, they just, they whacked me just like that. I mean, it was like a straight up mafia whack and <laughs> making money to making no money fast. And so then I kind of had to reinvent myself and I have a buddy who's pretty well off from Instagram that's, that lives in the area. Um, I mean, like he's, he's made it, made a lot, a lot of money and he kind of gave me a path to kind of like work for him and kind of build my way back up. And so I did. And so then, uh, eventually that came into, uh, basically, uh, I started getting into OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. and you know about OnlyFans, right? Yeah. Like you made an account to show off your goods and your feet and stuff, <laughs> or like you were like managing them. No, or... no. Yeah. So it started out. It's funny. Cause it was my, uh, it was my ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. and we dated for like a year, roughly a little bit, a little more, a little less. We kind of lingered there for a while. And, you know, she's like very good looking. She's got an incredible body. Um, you know, she's, I'm not going to mention any names because we're kind of going through a legal dispute right now, which is what I will get into. Um, and this is, this is actually really interesting, but basically, um, you know, I was pretty much supporting her because I was making money and she was going to medical school and pre-med all that stuff. And, you know, she finished up went to medical school and I was kind of like helping her out when she needed it. I like furnished her apartment, did all this stuff like that, like took care of her basically. And then about, Two months ago, coincidentally, and thank God, right when the battery company started taking off to where I was basically making money, you know, we were making a, we were making a lot of money off this OnlyFans stuff. Like, I grew her Instagram page. I, I invested thousands of dollars. She was at, like, 400,000 followers on Instagram. And in the OnlyFans, we started growing the OnlyFans once, we, once I broke up with her because she, she's, like, posting whatever. She never posted anything crazy, uh, never anything, like, you know, pornographic, really. I mean, like, you know, just kind of some sketchy stuff, but nothing, nothing crazy, nothing involving me, thank God. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were making so much money and we got into a big dispute one day. And of course I was dumb enough to not have a contract signed with her. And she just totally one day cut me out. Basically I blew a head gasket. She blew a head gasket. We, we butted heads and she tried to cut me out. And thankfully there was enough there via text message and via like every, you know, I have like financial statements and everything to where I can kind of go back and kind of reconcile and get all this stuff handled. But 
for, for a while, I mean, OnlyFans was like my, my main source of income. And it was every month. Like I was actually responding to these dudes via DM. So like I would respond to all the simps and like talk back to them. Oh yeah, you want me to do this? <laughs> yeah. And so we went from making like legit, I think the first month we did it when we were when we were at our at full full uh, full size, I think we made like eight grand, which was cool mm-hmm. because it was passive income. And then when I took over her DMs, because she was busy in med school, once I took over, that legitimately like almost quadrupled because I took over and I, I know how dudes think. I'm a dude, like mm-hmm. it is what it is. And so then I, I, you know, I have a couple other girls that I'm, that I'm growing, you know, kind of on the, kind of on the back end, and it's kind of like a slow process thing that we're kind of going to gradually, gradually do. And they're contracted and everything, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna, my ex, basically like sent me this really nasty email from her attorney, said that I threatened her, all this crap, and then my attorney responded like, "This is a bunch of BS," and so we're kind of like handling it, but we'll see how that turns out, but. Um, now I'm pretty much doing just Prius stuff, maybe like 15% social media. I still do some, still do some consulting and stuff like that, uh, for, for a few companies. And I, I do do some follower growth campaigns for some people, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not nearly as big as it used to be. What so kind of, kinda, so what kind of consulting do you do for companies? So more or less, like they'll give me, it's not, it's not exactly, I mean, they'll, they'll kind of ask me to like um, show them like what direction they should gain their page, how they should do it, mm-hmm. what the best way of doing so is. And I kind of point them in the direction more. So what I do is they'll give me a budget and say, I need to grow this person to this amount of followers. You know, how far can you take me? I take mm-hmm. them that far or further, whatever. Um, and I, you know, keep a cut of it and I pay out basically like other contractors to do it. Um, it's kind of like if I were like a general contractor and someone gave me a budget of like a hundred thousand dollars, I take mm-hmm. 30 and spend it here for this. I take 30 and spend it there for this. And maybe I'd keep 40 for me. Yeah. You know, that's kind of what I do. And I kind of just oversee everything. And I've, I have a pretty decent rapport with a lot of people on Instagram, mm-hmm. which actually came in, which actually came into play really nicely when my ex tried to X me out of the OnlyFans because legitimately overnight. And I honestly, I swear to God, I have no idea how it happened, but somebody went through and got into her page, her Instagram page and deleted that shit. So she couldn't make a dime from this, like deleted her page off the map. And Damn. no one would sell any, once she started to go out on her own and try to, you know, once she was from my, to my knowledge, once she went out and started to try to um, like grow her page via like my, my network with people I know, they basically told her to pound sand. Like you can't just do that to Cole and expect us to, to comply for like any amount, like our reputation and his, and his reputation and his, and his loyalty is worth more than any amount of money you're going to pay. And she had the money to do it. I mean, if she really knew what she was doing, which I don't think she can replicate what I, what I've known, learned for like, you know, six, seven years. But, um, I, I think she could, she had, she definitely had the money where if she cut me out, she was making this money, steady money each month and she could go out and do it. But I don't think she has the time. And I think she's, I think she's going to start, I think she'll come to her senses eventually, which I never going to go back on with her. You can't, you know, shit where you eat and so, and vice versa. Uh, and I'm doing well right now with my battery company. I mean, things are well, things are consistent, so I can I couldn't be happier. Um, I don't sleep as much because I work like a crazy amount, and mm-hmm. my employees are just now getting to the point where they can kind of be self sufficient and grow um, and grow the company with me. Where I can kind of go out and like you know, if one day I have to build batteries, right? I can go and build batteries if we're swamped at the shop, or if I have a bunch of installs to do, I can go out in the field and, you know, install a bunch of batteries with my other installer and kind of like, you know, just both double team it and, and get stuff done. So it's, it's getting there. It's, it's tough because um, it's actually a bigger market than you might think. There's a couple mm-hmm. other companies. 
but we offer a lifetime warranty and that's kind of what gives us our, uh, our edge and everyone else, you know, they want to buy that peace of mind. If you go to Toyota and you spend $4,500 fixing your Prius, you know, you're going to get a two-year warranty. Whereas us, you spend 14, 72, 63 out the door and you get the lifetime warranty. So it's kind of a no brainer, you know? Dude, that's pretty so. dope. I actually used to own a Prius and, um, <clears throat> I thought that the main battery was dead for the longest time. The hybrid battery. The hybrid battery. I thought the hybrid yeah. battery was dead. And I was like, fuck, like, I don't know how to fix this shit. Everything. I think I literally, I actually had to have it towed to a friend's shop. Right. Bro, my dumbass just let it sit in the driveway. And it was just the fucking. The 12 volt. It was yeah, 12 the 12 volt. volt. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I let the 12 volt go. But this whole time when I could have just bought it, I fucking got like. And change it yourself in about 10 minutes. Honestly, yeah. It's not very hard to do. Yeah. Well, that's what I had to do. Um, or that's what I, they eventually did. But I was like, fuck, if I could just, if I had just known it was just that battery and it's just because I had this car I never used just sitting in my driveway, that would have saved me yeah. all this fucking money. But um, sure. I did sell that car. And then yeah. the lady. They hold it for value very, very well. They do. And they're, they're dope cars. I love that oh, thing. Yeah. Cause I would drive, first of all, it was like the first car I had had in years, um, that had AC and I've been living in North Carolina heat sure. and the cold with no AC in my truck for, I think like three, four years up in that point, man, when I finally got into that car, I was like, cool. But the <clears> thing people don't realize is how much space is in those Priuses. It's kind of crazy. Incredible. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's funny you mention that because I use a Prius as a, as a delivery vehicle, A, because mm -hmm. it gets, you know, 50 miles to the gallon with a good battery or close to it. Um, for me, not so much. I probably get upper 30s because I legitimately am a compulsive speeder. Mm -hmm. Like, I have I daily drive an Audi, and then I have a BMW that I'm kind of – I I drive as well, but I'm about to tear it apart and rebuild it and just kind of, like, make it fast <laughs> uh, to make it simple. But uh, in the Audi, I have, uh, I have a radar detector. I use Waze 24-7, and then I have – a laser jammer, um, which basically makes the car, nothing is cop proof. It can always kind of get you if you're dumb enough, but basically makes it so that I can detect cops, obviously with the detector and the jammer makes it. So if they use laser, which is a direct beam of light that they actually like when they park a parallel and point at your car, mm -hmm. I can jam that. So they can't read my speed. And it's mm -hmm. actually, it's legal. It's legal where you're at. It's completely legal. And here it's just a fix a ticket, but there's ways around it to where they can't really see that you have one. So, I mean, Basically, how it goes into the Prius is I'm about to install the stuff into the Prius because I drive so fast. Like, if I come back from Riverside after doing three jobs at, you know, I finish at 9 o'clock at night or 10 o'clock at night and I'm getting home at 1, I'm putting the pedal to the floor and I'm going. Like, even in a Prius. <laughs> and, you know, and, and oftentimes they're packed down with, like, four or five hybrid batteries. And they, you know, you lay the back seats down, you know how it is, and they just yeah. they're great cars. They're I mean, ugly and shit. I mean, but, shoot, you lay those back seats down, you could almost fit me in the those things. Like, it's fucking... Yeah, how tall are you? Uh, six four. So oh, shit, yeah, I'm like, I'm like just under, I'm like five, five, 11, six foot, mm -hmm. I guess with boots on, I'm probably six, one or six, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm not super tall either, but yeah, they're, they're great cars, man. Like mm -hmm. I, I definitely am a fan. Um, I used to think they were super, super lame back in mm -hmm. the day. Uh, and then I started driving them because I was flipping them. I was buying with bad batteries, fixing them, buying with bad catalytic converters, replacing them, fixing, you know? And so I started driving and realized these things are fucking bulletproof. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you get a couple issues, which I've learned how to work out the kinks. Like, you know, the dash lights will go black at high mileage. Yeah, that was actually one of the issues I had on mine at one point. 
Yeah, it takes me, it takes me roughly an hour to fix that. You basically take it apart, you solder in a capacitor on a circuit board, and it's good to go. Mm. And then you get like the 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 uh, the coolant the the, the um, oh, what's it called the water pump for the uh, electric engine the inverter that one goes bad. It's like a hundred. It's like a forty forty dollar part on Amazon. Super easy to replace. And then the catalytic converters go bad. Which if you're out of California, it's not a big deal because they're only three hundred bucks. But you have mm. to have the California carb sticker one in California, which is only made by Toyota. And those cost like thirty three hundred. So, Jesus Christ! Well, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah, California, man. I, I honestly, which will probably move us into our next topic, but I mean, I love California, but I hate the people who run it. It is so inefficient, and I mean, I left at seventeen, and I didn't come back except to visit. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. Someone, I, I was with the client today, and he was. T- talking sure. shit about California. And I was like, the only thing California's got going for it is just, um, weather, weather, even actually I like the weather I hear more, but it's like really geography <clears throat> and just cities, I guess, if you like going and visiting big cities, but like, yeah. Oh yeah. I like the weather. I hear a lot more. I mean, some people hate it. Some people hate, um, the mugginess and all that. I kind of like the humid heat. Um, that's 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 so crazy I'm, because like I'm not a big fan though of the rain when it's yeah. hot it'll be like 85 degrees but raining torrential downpours and you'll literally right. see like steam coming off the streets like when the rain goes away right so right. that that's not as fun I've been trying to cut so, my grass for a while but won't dry out so but you guys don't see like and forgive me geography has never been my strong suit and neither has like i guess meteorology but like you don't see like texas level storms up there right like you don't see tornadoes and shit like that you're not like because you're uh, going to eat right? no we're actually in the middle of tornado valley where i am so oh, we have tornado we get hurricanes and tornadoes and the tornadoes i used to think were kind of a myth until like the past couple of years tornadoes have like really wrecked some like of these vacation mobile home parks where everyone like brings their trailers in from sure um the non-coastal cities and like a tornado sure. came in and just threw everyone's shit around and destroyed a park Terrifying. then we get hurt we get hurricanes right i didn't you know? i did know that. you're you're in north carolina right yeah 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 so yeah i i didn't know that i didn't know that you were west enough to get that tornado alley i thought tornado alley was like smack dab in the middle see i did too and my wife kept telling me we're in tornado alley i didn't believe her i mean i literally live um few minutes from the beach and we get tornadoes as well so funky man so Sketch. so we get we get a lot of that shit um I, I like it though i like the mugginess the hot i mean i don't have to wear my heavy uniform anymore so i can enjoy i can wear like you were the marines yeah and that's how i ended okay. up out here is i got stationed here thank you for uh, your service by i way. appreciate that yeah i came here yeah. from from texas which was a very shitty place for me because <laughs> well because when I showed up the place was so fucking hot like oh man I was stationed up in Monterey yeah. they sent me out to Texas first thing I see in Texas <clears throat> is a fucking giant bug that I don't I can't even identify so there's all these big bugs everywhere and yeah. then it gets to these triple digits daily where I literally and humid. yeah I would actually carry um, like a cloth or a rag sometimes in my pocket to grab the door handles. Cause I legitimately burned my hand once. So, but then yeah. two months later it starts snowing. Right. 
So you were, so then you were, you were East Texas. Yeah. I think San Angelo was East Texas. Yeah. Right. Because I, I, I don't believe that. Well, like, so I just spent some time in a, uh, in a suburb of Dallas, uh, Fort Worth area called Flower Mound. Mm-hmm. And basically I got a buddy who's got like this super, super dope house out there. Um, his, his, uh, his family is, is, is pretty well off, you know, just especially in Texas, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's so crazy because money gets stretched so much further in Texas. Like well, you could buy a house for a couple million bucks there mm-hmm. is like a shack here. And I yeah. almost rather prefer it there because it's like, you know, you get this land, like everyone seems pretty cool. Obviously, the weather's tough, and, and Dallas isn't nearly as humid as East Texas. But I mean, it was like uh, two weeks before, I, two weeks after I left, it was like 101 with like 45 or 50 percent humidity. Mm-hmm. And I think you probably laugh at that humidity, like that's not even humid. Yeah. But, but you know, it just traps that heat so much more. Like I'd much rather be in 110 in Arizona than 105 with humidity any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I definitely <clears throat> feel that. Um, I think I'm honestly just used to the humidity as well now. Like. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't really affect me. The only thing I hate about it is nighttime. You don't really get any relief, like right at night. It's still gonna be hot outside right. and humid. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's the difference. And I always talk to people. They say, like, you know, what's the, like Bakersfield gets to do 110 all the time. So, yeah, you know, and Phoenix is gonna get up to like 115, 116, like about as regularly as Bakersfield will hit 110. And I say, what's the difference between you know Bakersfield and Arizona? Like, and and the answer is that Bakersfield actually cools off overnight pretty decently whereas yeah. arizona you can you can it's not uncommon to see 95 to 100 degrees overnight and mm-hmm. that is just crazy to me like i i honestly i really will and i haven't i haven't bought a house yet i obviously mm-hmm. i've had some financial like ups and downs like i kind of mentioned and so my, my consistency has to be there before i want to make a big financial decision like that um plus i'm growing my company right now but I think when I buy my first property or house or whatever it is, apartment, I don't know what it is. I think it's going to be out of state. Um, I'll probably rent it out. I'm in a pretty good setup where I'm at now where I pay mm-hmm. like I live in a really, really sick house and it's on mm-hmm. a sick property. And I pay nothing for rent or to like have my shop here at the house. Like basically I rent out two rooms. I did rent out three. And then mm-hmm. my, uh, my best friend, I, I rent the rooms for my best friend. And so I did rent out three and then his, his buddy had to move in because of, crazy circumstances so then i moved I, we're building a shed and we've already, we already have one more shed so like basically i rent two rooms i have like a battery room where i recondition everything it's got 220 volts like it's a whole clusterfuck in that room of battery reconditioning equipment then i have my living quarters and then outside i've got the shed for assembly and the shed for reassembly mm-hmm. so for the batteries so you know i have such a good setup here that i don't want to I don't really want to move from here right now. You know, yeah. I mean, he's young and married. He's, you know, he's my age. He's 20, I'm 24, he's 25 and he's already married. And so mm-hmm. I think like eventually they're going to have kids, obviously, uh, probably sooner than later. Um, and so when that happens, I'll probably end up just, you know, getting out, but um, he'd never kick me out in a million years because I mean, we just have so much fun together. It's a, it's a shit show all the time and it's great. And we just kind of mess with his wife and <laughs> it's, just, it's a great time. And, you know, he does cool shit like, we built a wiffle ball field down below, a turf mm-hmm. wiffle ball field. You know, he's he's been pretty smart with his money, so he does some pretty cool shit. And then he's got this this room here, like he's got this game room. He's got like a you know, he's, I, I don't he doesn't stream or anything, but he's got like you know probably a few grand and gaming stuff. And so we have a good time here. And it's like the weather's good. And I honestly, I really love AG. Like mm-hmm. I believe AG is one of the last good frontiers of California, straight up. <laughs> man. Like, it's, you know, we got a bunch of good old boys here and. I think, I think politically it's not crazy. Like San Luis Obispo is absolutely fucking off the chain now. 
you know this yeah i mean i don't know if you've heard about this whole like tiana uh tiana arada thing or i mean i've seen some posts but i haven't really been invested enough to do all my digging i'm just catching snapshots of information right Um, so so i don't really know what all happened there yeah so um I don't know. That's, that's kind of something I've really been talking about. I mean, I'm sure, I think you probably, I think we became friends on Facebook probably because I added you because of something political or vice versa. Maybe I said something you agreed with, or maybe we've just always been friends. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I don't remember you, at one point. I either. I just, honestly, I just thought that we went to school together because you were friends that's with like funny. a lot of people I went to high school with. And I was like, Oh, okay. We definitely went to school then. When did you graduate? <laughs> 2013. Okay. Same year as me. So yeah, you're, you're older than I am, but I, I graduated the same, same year as you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so basically um from what i gather out of this and i i try to as i've gotten older i've tried to be if i don't know what i'm talking about i shut the fuck up but you know you can ask me like what i believe about climate change and i'm gonna tell you honestly man like i'm not a scientist i'm gonna go with the data and say it's real and like you know Mm -hmm. but i i don't i don't know enough to be like hey um you know, I, 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 I can make an opinion on it. Cause like, honestly, I, have, I don't have a super big opinion on it. I guess I would say like, I try to be environmentally conscious. I don't pollute the earth as best as I can. Well, that's um, like a lot of things. I mean, people still yeah. have yet to make that leap in their life where they can just say, be like, sure. okay, well, I don't really think I'm as educated as I should be. Sure. Sure. But just to say something about this. <clears throat> right. So, um, you know, I think I'm, I, I think a lot of things I say get very misconstrued on Facebook and people kind of think of me as this like, ultra right wing douchebag that like, Mm -hmm. you know, just wants to tote guns and, and, and whatever. And like that, my background is so far different than that. Like my entire mother's side of the family, starting from like my mother, my, my mother and my grandmother are like one and one a most two important people in my life. And they're both, my mom, my mom has kind of gotten more center over time, but my grandmother and her whole side of the family is super liberal. And I've had like issues where my family have had to like remove me from Facebook because they can't take the right wing, the quote unquote right wing stuff. And, um, you know, recently with this, with this, with, with this whole thing, like people are kind of demonizing me for just saying like, Hey, like black lives matter is, is not what it means. It's not what it aims to aims to be. You know, they're kind of demonizing me and saying like, I'm this kind of person. And like, dude, I grew up really, really poor until mm-hmm. I was probably a freshman in high school. We started doing well. Like, there was a time when, um, you know, my, my parents, um, my parents had some issues with, with addiction in the past. My mom has been clean and sober for oh, fuck, probably 17, 18 years now. Legit. Uh, my dad is, you know, my dad's kind of bounced around a little bit. And so, um, what a lot of people know about me and a lot of people don't know is I actually, I'm straight edge. So I've never tried to drink in my life, um, ever once. And I won't do it no matter <laughs> what, like I've had like tons of different persuasions try to happen and i just won't do it um i smoked pot once never did it again wish i wouldn't have kind of because like i feel like i'm not pure but <laughs> i'm not like ultra religious or anything like i believe like i, I guess you would kind of categorize me as a christian but like i'm not it's not for that it's just because it's a life decision i've chosen mm-hmm. um but i grew up really anyway i grew up really poor and um there was a time when like my dad was locked up and my mom and i were legitimately living in a motel six for a while and she was making my lunches out of a cooler and so you get all these privileged white kids that literally grew up with a silver spoon shoved so far up their ass and it's popping out of their mouth. And they're trying to, you know, coach me into like white privilege and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, like, I didn't grow up that way, you know? And, and mm-hmm. I, 
I guess there's some sort, I have some sort of privilege. Like I guess where I grew up was a really good community. Uh, but you know, we, we were in dire straits for a while and my mom legitimately told me when I was a kid, she goes, look, where we're at now doesn't define us. We're going to get out of this. We're going to make something of ourselves and you're not going to use this as a crutch. You're going to use it as fuel. And that's kind of my basis for everything I believe in where it's like personal responsibility is, is paramount. And that is something that I see that is just, you know, fallen by fallen, fallen by the wayside, I believe is the way to say it. Um, and uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's almost like it's, it's not even existent anymore. And a lot of people I know these days and um, you know, this whole, this whole thing that's going on slow is like th- th- these, these principles are being absolutely challenged and it's, it's, it's crazy, man. There's protesters like almost every, at least every week. And it's, it's almost like conspiracy tier shit, mm-hmm. like what they're talking about. So what's your kind of, so educate me from your point of view about the, what was her name, uh, her name again? Tiana. Tiana. Yeah. Yeah. Tiana. I believe her last name is Arata. Uh, she's, I think she's like a mixed girl. I know so she's definitely from what I, so, so from the snapshots I've gotten from everyone's fucking stories and stuff back home and sure. post, as far as I know, there was a protest on the highway right yes and then a window got now was she the driver like her window got smashed in or did no she, no no she, she smashed or so yeah so she didn't smash the window actually the kid that the kid that smashed the window um i know who he is mm-hmm. uh because i but i don't i don't have any information on him I, like I, i've seen him before like in my workplace i know like you can't mistake him he had like a pink a pink hairdo like totally fucking weird lame hairdo yeah. And he ended up shaving it the last next time I saw him because I think he's trying to, you know, kind of hide. Uh, but it was this kid who basically smashed the rear windshield of this car with the skateboard. And there was a four-year-old kid in there. There were some talks about um, another car that was blocked and they were trying to get to the hospital. Uh, I think there were actually a couple cases of that. Um, one of them said that they that it was one was fabricated, I guess, uh, which didn't really help the, the counter argument. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, she is she is being charged with false imprisonment, a bunch of other stuff, and is like facing. When I say facing, like that's like the, if she were to get maximum sentencing, probably it'd be fifteen years. Um, false imprisonment, um, I think intimidation, some other stuff. Basically, she she was blocking the freeway, um, among other things. I mean, she she stomped on the American flag, she spit on the American flags, and fuck America, all this stuff, which obviously mm-hmm. is protected by the First Amendment. Yeah, I say that's um, not really a crime. So no, no, but but what I was going to get to is like this is making her look like a demon, and I, oh. I don't think she's a, like she's she, like she's a, you know her side is I think it's somewhere in the middle, but I still mm-hmm. think she's guilty of a lot of things. But her side is basically playing her as this like this martyr for like racial injustice, and I say racial injustice because again, like I'm going to explain that in a bit, but. I think that they're they're playing her to be like this martyr and this like this champion of 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 rights for black people. And then you've got the other side, the conservative movement of of San Luis Obispo, which is paying her out to uh, paying her out to be this like demon. And I mean, the facts are like, you know, she was she was leading this protest, but she was acting super ratchet, twerking, uh, <laughs> saying fuck, you know, do all this all this shit like that. Like it was mm-hmm. just it, to me, it looks like it was just a gimmick, like to go out there act like a, act like a thug. Like I think maybe she cares. I don't know if she was high or drunk or whatever, something maybe, you know, I, I do believe she does care about the movement, but the way she was acting was not conducive of a leader in any way. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think she should get 15 years, but the shit she was doing, blocking people in, she was, um, she was inciting cars to, to hit her. Um, there was a car that came in, it was on video. Um, 
in a car that was coming into the movement, coming into where they were protesting. And then it totally flipped the bitch when it realized that he was going into the protest. And then they blocked that car from leaving as it was trying to get out of the way. They, he, he was like, all right, I'm turning around. Forget this, like whatever. Yeah. And then she basically was inciting the car to like hit her. And to me, that is not, <clears throat> that's not chill. And that, and that should be, you know, there should definitely be some sort of repercussions. I'm not saying she should serve 15 years and, you know, go to some hardened prison. Well, that doesn't but, sound like prison, but that does sound like a lot of community service exactly. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're saying drop the charges. I don't think mm-hmm. they should drop the charges at all. Um, I think that she should definitely have some of them dropped. Like, I don't think she should face felony time, but maybe like a month in jail or something, just a, a slap on the wrist and realize like, Hey, like you can't be a, you can't be an animal like this, you know? And again, it comes down to personal responsibility. Like in my opinion, a good captain always goes down with their ship. And mm-hmm. if this is my organization. If this was some like gun rights thing and I got in trouble for, and, and I knew my actions were not orderly. I probably would be like, Hey, look, I don't deserve all this, but I don't think like, you know, she's completely, Oh, I'm not sleeping because I'm so stressed out. Well, I'm sorry, but maybe you shouldn't have gone out and acted like a freaking idiot and like done all these things that were going to draw these repercussions. Like, you know, it's ridiculous. And, I just have such a, it's starting cold in here. I have this like, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I have this kind of view on Black Lives Matter and, and I just don't, I don't buy it. Man. I, I, don't, I don't buy it as a whole. Um, I think there's some good people out there. I think there's a lot, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of friends or minorities that support it. And, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I don't buy it, man. I, I, don't, I don't buy it all. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I can tell you why, but well, the way I've kind of viewed the movement, even since 2016, um, sure. hands up, don't kind of, shoot thing. Yeah, well, it's always been kind of more of like, um, how do I explain it? It's like, like for me, I, I'm a Catholic. I'm not a super strict Catholic, but I'm Catholic. However, sure. I don't agree with a lot of things that leaders in the Catholic Church would do. Because to me, I don't think what they're really doing is indicative of actually being a Catholic, if that makes sense. Right. So I feel like Black Lives Matter has kind of been the same thing for me, where it's like the philosophy and the ideas and the emotions behind it, I understand. And I, I think I agree. I do agree with. But the people who are in charge and are being the faces of it aren't the people I want in charge of being the faces of it just solely because they have these other underlying, um, underlying, um, intent that is not really what I want because they go, because then they go the step further. They're just like, then they, next thing they become is the eat the rich type people. And they become, they become a fucking like, we need, socialism or we need communism like it goes the next step so it's like the thing it's like i'm with the catholic church but i'm definitely not with a lot of things that they prop up and they try and push that i know aren't yeah or the things that are happening behind behind closed doors too i'm like i said i'm a christian as well like i'm a struggling christian i have a lot of doubts obviously Mm -hmm. a lot of christians do but you know my faith keeps me going sometimes for sure like i don't talk about a lot with people but um like, I believe if you're a good dude and you, and you do what you're supposed to do and yeah. you know, you get taken care of. And I've been in some dire straits before with business and like, you know, the next day I get a check that comes in the mail or, you know, PayPal, whatever. And it's like yeah. a nice, you know, I, I, so I believe in that. My, my thing is, is, um, yeah, I understand. I, I think that there are definitely some, 
I'm not, I'm not one of those people that says racism doesn't exist. Like Lil Wayne was just on YouTube saying like, yeah. I don't know what racism is, you know, like from a couple of years ago. And could, because some white guy saved him. And that doesn't mean that racism does that racism doesn't exist. But what I don't buy is I don't buy that there is a, that there is a conspiracy out there for cops to go out and kill black men. No. And I, I don't, don't believe that. And they believe, and they, and there's a, I would say, Someone in the ballpark of like 30 to 50% of these protesters that I've talked to actually believe that cops are these murderous pigs are going out there and just like waking up every day, strapping their boots on, putting their pants on, like, oh, let's go kill some black people. Like, that, that's not what's happening. And also, too, is, you know, there's a huge, and, and I've done a lot of research on this, and, and, and mm-hmm. the statistics are overwhelmingly, I mean, overwhelmingly against Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, and then, you know, it's, it's like you come up to, there's like, you know, in the last like 22 years, 6% of all homicides have been committed. I'm, I'm sorry, 52% of all or 53% of all homicides have been, cre- have been committed by black males and black males make up 6% of the population. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and I'm not saying like, I'm not, I'm not saying that race has, or doesn't have to do something with, with these numbers, obviously like they're in, they're in communities that, that suck a lot, like yeah. Atlanta, Chicago, you know, I just think that the movement is just, it's, I think it's purely political. And I think that it, it focuses on a small group, a, a, a very minuscule group of black men that die, or I guess in the case of this, uh, the, the young, the young chick that died in, um, where the hell was she? She was an EMT, uh, Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think Breonna Taylor is like, and, and if you look at the case, uh, where she got shot too, it's like, what happened wasn't exactly, they had a no knock warrant. They busted in. The dude drew his gun, returned fire. They returned fire. So, like, I understand. Like, I probably would have done the same thing if mm-hmm. someone busted in my house. I didn't know who was coming in and I was in where they were. But it's one of those things where it's like it's a tragedy, but it's not something you can legitimately prosecute them. It's just a tragedy. And, like, mm-hmm. so there's all these things. There's these really, really tough spots in the law that's making – and then they're using it to paint out, like, these cops like, legitimately plan to go and waste her. It's like, you know, I don't buy that. And and I just – it's just such a – it's such a tough um, topic to – talk about with people because it gets so heated like my aunt is like a spitting image of my grandmother mm-hmm. or is it splitting whatever the hell it is is it splitting or spitting i think it's spitting i don't know now i think it's me. spitting i think it's spitting image anyway she's yeah she's she's a spitting image of my grandmother like she's looks the same she's super sweet and my two cousins that she had who who are my blood cousins she married a black man and had these kids and I cannot have a conversation with her about Black Lives Matter or anything like that because if I do, she paints me out as like I'm a racist. Mm-hmm. And the truth of the matter is, like, I employed a black dude. I mean, and, and here's the thing: people, are like, oh, you know, just because you know a black dude doesn't mean that you know you're not racist. That's what they're going to say. But you know, I, I employed a black guy. I have several dudes on my softball team that that I sponsor, that I play with, that are that are black dudes from like legitimately, you know, the South, the, the dirty South, that I care about, like their brothers, and I take a bullet for them. And I don't see color personally. Um, but I, and obviously it's just, it, this is such a, an issue. that has been so misconstrued that like, I've been painted out as this bad guy when really I'm just like, Hey, like we need to observe all the facts. You need to realize that not all cops are bad. Not all black people are criminals and they're going to get somewhere in the middle. And mm-hmm. the one thing I do agree with is there is a police brutality issue. I just am not convinced that it's uniracial. I think that everyone's affected by it. Mm-hmm. And I think that if there's one thing that comes out of the black lives matter movement is the police get policed a little more. I don't believe in defunding. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think believe anyone believes whole... in defunding either. I think that was just like a so thing, bad. a thing people said to kind of like this fucking shock value thing. 
Yeah. And then I feel like it just kind of got taken and ran with. Sure. Um, and, and the thing is, though, I mean, I feel like a lot of people were growing up with a lot of, I don't want to say racist tendencies. We were growing up with biases and we were taught certain things that would not be okay right. to say today. Like, and also I feel like growing up in slow and stuff was a little bit sheltered because I mean, I didn't really think there was much racism going on in the world. We got some privilege there. living in slow. Yeah. We got some yeah. privilege living in slow. Dude, I yeah. joined the Marine Corps. Let me tell you that all, all that shit went out the window. Oh yeah. I had a yep. roommate who was like referring <clears throat> to his neighbors and he was saying all these different things, which are racial slurs that I won't repeat, but like, yeah, I was like, I, can understand. I was like, dude, what the fuck do you even mean? What is that? What is, what do you mean by that? And he's like, Oh, that's what we call black people. And I was like that, that sounds very racist to me. And then I had right. to ask someone else and they're like, Jesus Christ. I was like, okay. I was like, so obviously I've never I'm, been exposed to this. Yeah. This type know, I'm of curious environment. To, yeah. I'm, a, I'm curious as to what they said, because my, fr- my friends from the South, my black friends from the South, they tell me mm. all the time about like the shit they could said back and forth between them and like some other people. And yeah. Um, you know, there's this, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I do agree that there is still some racism. What I'm saying is I don't think it's necessarily systemic. No, no, I don't think there's some sort of like great plot where a bunch of fucking, unless you're here where I am, there are some cops in Wilmington who got (laughs) caught on recording saying they were waiting for the race war. So that way they could kill a bunch of, and and I was like, well, you guys, you just should be relieved of their positions. Oh, and they were, they They were instantly, they were relieved and it was a big thing. But I was like, no, but I don't think there's a thing where the guys meet up at the bar and like, well, how many did you get this week? Or how many did you get last month? Right. Be like, oh, we got to hit our quota. Legi- and there's a legitimate population of this mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter community. That legitimate, I mean, obviously not the quota thing, but they legitimately think there's a conspiracy out there to yeah. go and kill black men. Well, well, here's the thing, too, is that the guy <clears throat> I was telling you about who's teaching me all the racist terms yeah. is now a cop. Oh, fine. And, and see, that's that's the thing I have. I'm like, I'm like, all right, so he got out of the Marine Corps. He was a generally violent dude, even as my roommate. And I was a violent dude too, but he was more so than me. Who and the hell was a good Marine and not violent though? Uh, I mean, right. yeah. yeah. But no, like, Sorry. he was more violent than I was. And now he's a cop. So I'm like, uh, maybe if, if this is like what, I can definitely see how some sure. of these things are happening. Not saying he wakes up every morning and he's <clears> like strapping on boots, like let's go kill black people. But I definitely know that... If he gets under pressure and some something happens, he's gonna be the guy who, you know, lets his past prejudices kind of overcome him and cloud his judgment. And I hope to God that that's that he's remedied some of that. You know, yeah. I don't know if you still communicate with the guy, but I hope to God that like he he sees people for who they are and not what they look like because I truly believe that's that's very important. And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people you know get overlooked just because they look like this. And and I, you know, my mother has always told me that my one downfall is I don't see the negative in people. Mm-hmm. Like I've had two, I've had two serious relationships in my life. Both of them have ended very, very poorly. Mm-hmm. And the last one I thought I got it right, dude, she's going to medical school. She's smoking hot. She's a, and not to sound like a prick, but like, this is the honest God truth is I feel like I've always been um, the intellectual breadwinner in my relationships, like in mm-hmm. my non-serious ones and my serious ones. And so like, and for the first time in my life, I was with someone that like, you know, I might've been more clever than she was, but no doubt about her, she was smarter than me. I mean, she was like the number one student in Southern California before she, when she graduated high school, all this stuff. Anyway, but the point is, it's like, I do not see the negative in people. Mm-hmm. And I have been taken advantage of many times. And mm-hmm. 
it's, it's, it's kind of something like, you know, it's almost like some people need a little bit more of that trait that I have that is shitty for me, you mm-hmm. know, like, because a lot of times people, it's, it's a like opposite. Like I overlook people a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I under, I guess I underlook people a lot. If that makes sense. Like I kind of like under investigate who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times people overlook people based on like their, you know, who they, where they come from, stuff like that. Like I grew up pretty white trash, dude. Like when I was young, like, I mean, I, I've been a more alcoholics anonymous, narcotics anonymous meetings and probably uh, an addict or alcoholic for 60, 70 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it's, it's, you know, and you know, I, I, there was a, there was a point where like, if you saw or not you, but someone would have seen like who I hung around, not who I hung around with, but like who my family was and stuff like that. Like I probably would have been judged. And so I, I understand that. It's just like, I, I think the I think the world needs a little bit more um, kindness for sure. And I think a lot of people have looked at me because I'm so militant about not militant, but just so adamant about professing my beliefs. And like, I guess trying to prove people that they're wrong and mm-hmm. you know, that's again, it, it kind of sucks that it comes out that way, but you know, I don't know. I, 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 I have, I have really bad ADD. So I get, I fucking bounce around a lot. So I hope it's not super bad today, but um, yeah, back to the, back to the cop thing. We need some cops that have patience for sure. Well, and, and I think I, cops are fucking severely undertrained and underpaid and everything. I, I think some people here probably think so, that like I'm anti-law enforcement when like that's the opposite <clears throat> is because some of my best friends our law enforcement, but I right. just, I mean, but it's the same thing. I loved my Marines and stuff, but I could tell we had issues yeah. going on that needed to be corrected. For sure. I mean, I'm not going to be blind to the fact that we have some For problems sure. and whether it's training, whether it's mental health, which law enforcement, military, mental health, they say is a big deal and they care about it, but there's actually such a stigma about getting and seeking help that these guys never get it. And then, all of a sudden you're on a deployment and some dude fucking loses his shit and is just like, and you can't figure out why he's just losing his shit or a cop goes out in town and then he just snaps on one person, you know, like, right. you know, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I think that, and I, I did some research, but there's more complaints now per capita of police than there were 20 or 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a cop that once pulled me over and I got a fat ticket for like a bunch of shit that I, like, I needed to get corrected. But I ended up saying, Hey man, like I know what you're going through right now. This is like two months ago. And uh, he ended up being the cop that pulled the dude that pulled the AG cop that got shot. He mm-hmm. pulled him out of the freaking Paso shooting. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, were you ex-military? He goes, yeah, I was, I was a Marine. I was, he was like, mm-hmm. I was in desert storm. I was like, well, there you go. And I said, I, I think that a, a real reason why there's a lot of shitty cops nowadays is because I, I don't believe they're hiring veterans as much. And he said it's because there's so much private military contracting now that the money's better if you go overseas. Oh, and, I mean, dude, I'll be honest. Contracting gigs come in all the time. And I've like, sometimes I've like sat and I've like looked at the dollars and the amount and I'm like, and I get to deploy again. I'm like, fuck. And every, every, like maybe three out of four of my friends are contractors now. And I'm like, hmm, well, money's there. And I yeah. could, I could go have some fun for a little bit and hang out with, with people and swing, get, di- swing dicks and shoot. Yeah. And yeah, like, I'm like, guns, I'm like I can make all the money and I can have fun. <clears throat> but, um, you know, that I don't think the issue is hiring the veterans because I think hiring veterans is, would be good for the military. Right. But I think it's more of just or police or police. Yeah. Yeah, police. yeah. I'm saying like the yeah. police just need a higher standard of training regardless. I, I agree. Mean, 
in my opinion, and you need to be taught sure. how to handle yourself under intense amounts of pressure, you know? Right. Right. Well, for me, I think that I, I just think, you know, I heard, I heard a story recently, uh, my, my buddy who, who's, who's, a he, he just got a CCW in Orange County. They're pretty easy to get down there now. And I'm trying to get mine here in slow if I ever mm. have my time. And Parkinson's pretty good about it nowadays. The old sheriff, I forget his name, but mm. he wasn't, but now you can pretty much get them if you've got a legit reason. Um, it's not as easy as other counties. Like if you're obviously mm. up in fucking, you know, Siskiyou County, right by the Oregon border, they're going to hand them out. Like it's like, it's like our Christmas cards, mm. but <clears throat> I was talking to my buddy from Orange County and uh, he was telling me it was, it was like a secondhand story from his, from his buddy who was a cop and uh, during the Rodney King riots. Um, but basically there was a shooter in Orange County and all these cops were scared as hell. And the supervisor, the Lieutenant came in and he was an ex-Marine. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to get this motherfucker. And like, yeah. went and just like charged in a gunfire and took this dude out. Like, cause everyone else was like, and I don't, no one else had military experience. And I think that there is an aspect that cannot be taught from be, from learning how to become a cop that the military can teach you. Like, you know, obviously a combat veteran who's able-bodied, able-minded is going to handle a map, you know, a shoot, a shootout a lot better than you know, some yeah. Joe Schmo that's never shot a gun in his life before the Academy. Yeah. And I think that, um, and understanding, you know, under pressure and stuff like that, I think, I think a veteran will do better if he's able-bodied and able-minded. That's what I think. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm sure there's no, no, the, you're right. PTSD because, because I was talking to, um, my buddy who's the cop now after we got out and right. he was telling me, he was like, dude, he's like, this shit's a fucking joke. And he's like, and this is the hardest thing. Some of these people have ever been through and they're freaking out. He's like, but, and he was telling me, he's yeah. like, dude, this place is a joke. He's like, he's like the hardest part maybe is staying awake during class. Cause it's so fucking boring. But he basically was just telling me like, he's like, yeah, these kids aren't really prepped for a lot that they're right. about that. If they have to see anything, he's like, I have no faith in these kids. <laughs> right. So, right. So that's um, the issue is yeah. we, we can't just be popping out. If you're going to be patrolling, the streets and neighborhoods with the loaded firearm and expect danger. You, you, it's not something you fucking can just pop out in a few months. Right. I mean, no, no, even, even boot camp, even military before we <clears throat> deploy, we work up for it. You know, that's what I was going to say is, you know, who Jocko Willink is. Yeah. Okay. So Jocko was talking about how, like, you know, he, obviously he was, he was a seal. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying how they would train like 18 months for a deployment. Yeah. And cops train a couple months for the rest of their lives. Like yeah. There has to be some active training. And, and it also, too, another thing that was interesting, I didn't tell you, but um, not only was this, was this cop that pulled me over, he was he was Marine, but he was Force Recon. Mm -hmm. So he's a little bit, you know, he's he's considered, like, the best of the best. And, like, that just kind of, dude, it almost gave me the chills when he was talking about pulling this guy out of, pulling this guy out of, of that gunfire. Like, went in, mm -hmm. like, yanked this dude out, and then, like, went back in, like, for seconds, basically. And, um, you know, I have a lot of families in the military. and there was a time when I was probably where I wanted to serve and I really wanted to go into the army because my great uncle, who was like a second grandpa to me was, uh, was special forces in Vietnam. He was a green beret. And, uh, you know, he's decorated from here to here. Like he's, so mm -hmm. I, I was, I was super badass and gung ho. And he told me one time, he's like, look, you don't have to like, to be like a good American and serve your country. You don't have to go in and, and hold a machine gun and charge in a battle. Mm -hmm. You can be a good person here and be equally as good as an American. And that kind of like changed my, outlook on things but um the, yeah, the, mil the military is very fascinating to me man like i actually uh i spent some time at camp pendleton for uh, a couple of days really? uh 
Yeah, uh, with my buddy, we had a we had a, like a, a softball tournament out there. Mm-hmm. I played I played baseball at, at Cuesta, and then after that, like you know, I hurt my arm and all this stuff. And so, like slow pitch softball is kind of like the neck, the, the 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 void filler. And so we were playing out there, and I was watching all these uh, all these all these Marines just just laughing because they're just a lot of the stereotypes are very true about Marines. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I don't mean that to be insulting in a lot of ways, but like, there's a lot of like gung ho dudes that run around like headless chickens a lot in there. And then you get like the smart ones and, you know, mm. but it's just funny. Like, I just, I, it's such a different culture. And I also had no idea how big Camp Pendleton was. It's three zip codes. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Camp Pendleton I mean, is fucking massive. I mean, um, I was there for a little bit. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Camp Pendleton definitely is big. And the culture thing, you're right. I mean, yeah, there are some kids who run around their heads cut off or whatever. And some yeah. of them are very gung-ho. Um, in my unit, we were a little bit not as gung-ho, a little bit more humble just because of our job set. And Yeah, what was, that's what, was what was your, what was your, uh, so, or whatever? so I was a linguist and I worked in signals oh. intelligence. So sick. So Can't be a dummy and do that. Yeah, so it was a pretty cool gig, and I was very fortunate to um, be to get that because that is um, the hardest contract to get in the military is because you just have to have all the scores, and then to make you then you have to make it through the schools, and then you have to stay proficient in your job. So, sure, it is the hardest right out the gate contract to get, um, which is why sure. I went why I went for it because the recruiter literally told me he's like, you can get every job except for this. And I was like, why can't I get that one? He's like, I haven't had a guy get it yet. And you have to take a separate test besides your ASVAB. So I took it yeah. and I passed, you know, and then, Good for you, man. That's but, but the the whole thing was, it's like the culture is there and the brotherhood and people take care of each other. I mean, okay. I mean, I mean all the time I've seen it. Like my friends have literally come from across the country to come stay with me or help me out with something. And I yeah. do the same for them. Like, it's Dude, something yeah. you keep with you for life and it's yeah it, it's how to explain it it's like there's no relationship like it you you'll sure. never be closer in your life than the guys who the shittiest experiences in your life and the guys who are around you are the ones who you're going to be closest with and that's what it, what it is for us you know you, you know yeah and and honestly man i can tell you without a doubt that like, and people, people say this, but like, if you talk to my friends, like if you talk to people that I care about or even people that like, they not like me, mm-hmm. they'll still tell you that I'm a giving person. And that like, I would 100% do whatever I had to do to protect my friends and my family. And I can say with 110% certainty that if something popped off and there was a mm-hmm. draft, I'd fucking go. Mm-hmm. No questions. I've always been that way because I love my country and I, I spent some time. It's, it's very interesting because I spent some time overseas. I, I spent some time in, in Norway. I did, my first girlfriend was from Norway. Mm-hmm. And so long story, we met through Instagram and basically we did the Skype thing for about a year. And I flew out there and met her for the first time in Norway. Crazy fucking story. It could go on forever, but long story short, once we met up and I went out there and, 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 and stayed with her and I'd never been out of the country before. Um, we were sitting down having like, uh, it was like, like negative fucking 15 or whatever. And mm-hmm. we're, we were sitting inside this little, uh, this like coffee shop thing, like having, co- I, I was having like some, some like hot chocolate and like a, like a 
a fucking croissant or something. And her friend who was dating uh, this fucking super, super anti-American. I mean, he was a Muslim guy. I mean, it doesn't really have anything to do with it, but he's, I mean, I guess it can because he, because, uh, because, because he was, he was super anti-American because he was from a certain part. Like he's from like Iran or something. And like, so they're super mm-hmm. anti-American. And, and he was like, he basically had like had all this influence in her and she was like, Oh, you know, I can't believe, you know, I, I know you're American. I don't judge you, but like your country's fucked up. And like, you did all these things. And I'm not saying America's perfect, but she, she was like, you know, during world war two, like this and this about, about America. I said, hold on a second. I said, hold on a second. I said, you're talking shit about America and world war two. I said, do you know what you got, what was happening to you guys in world war two? You guys were fucking held down by the Nazis. I said, we came into that fucking war wiped the fucking floor with nazi germany mm-hmm. and 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 fucking literally liberated you guys i said if it wasn't for us you'd be speaking german right yeah. now yeah. and and obviously russia helped but i but the whole restaurant like stopped and was like what the fuck like they weren't expecting it and i was also in a small town where there's like never ever been an american there before mm-hmm. so they're probably kind of like tripping but like it's just it's crazy man but i, I think I that's re- really weird too i mean everywhere I've been across the world. People have just loved Americans. I mean, people, Right. I mean, I've never been to a place where people hate it. I mean, they'll have like jokes and stuff, but they're actually like kind of funny jokes. It's never been anything like we won't serve you or they treat us differently. If anything, we got actually like really good treatment because we were Americans, which is funny because growing up, I felt like I was always taught that the rest of the world hates us. And that if we go anywhere, they'll shit on us. Dude, everywhere I went, it was not like VIP treatment, but I was definitely getting treated pretty well for yeah, probably better than average, better than the average person from what I saw. And I was like, okay, well, there's obviously some things here that aren't true that I thought growing up, but um, for sure. And it's funny though, you, you do say that in World War II, we uh, we saved them, which is true. But my grandfather was actually furious when I joined the Marine Corps because um, he was in the Navy in World War II. <laughs> So he was and in the Pacific. He was in the Pacific. He was part of the Island Hot, and he saw like just war crime after war crime committed by Marines. So he was like, sure. So so for him, he was very much like, yeah, that's. He just didn't want me to be part of it. He he thought that I was. Is he know, still around? No, no, he he passed away. Um, greatest generation, man, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, greatest generation. I mean, he passed away too. It was a very interesting story with him. I mean, he was, his parents came from Hong Kong to give birth to him in America. Um, So you're part Chinese? Yeah. And then, so with that, him and his brother um, got drafted into war into the Navy. And he actually, my grandfather had American flag tattoos and battleships along his body um, just because at the time racism was so prevalent people don't know the difference between someone who's Chinese or Japanese. So in order to avoid and make himself feel safer in order to avoid like being falsely prosecuted or, you know, jumped or something, he literally just got these American flag tattoos and the battleship on him. So that way he wouldn't have to worry about it. Sure. He'd be like identified as, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 pretty that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Uh, my my great grandfather, mm-hmm. um, I believe, was in the hundred and first and was actually on D Day. Mm-hmm. And I don't have very I don't I don't remember. I, I mean, I haven't heard a whole lot about him from from my family, but because like my basically my grand what my grandfather was kind of our link to him, and he got and he got dementia and mm-hmm. and passed away when he was like seventy, 
And, you know, it was like probably like six years ago now, my grandfather, but he was kind of our link. And then when he got bad and when I was old enough to be interested in it, I couldn't ask him about it. Mm-hmm. But very, yeah, very, very interesting. And, and I just, it also goes, but you know, the political, the political side of it too, is like America, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of these like righteous liberal woke bros mm-hmm. that like are constantly bashing on America from like, even from like England or wherever else, like fuck England, we whip their ass too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, but a lot of these places, you know, people say, well, why can't America have socialized healthcare? Why can't, why can't everybody in America have healthcare? Why can't, you know, and why can't we be like Norway? And I'm like, do you understand like what, what Norway is? Like, first of all, Norway is the size of California and it has a, a tenth of the population. Yeah, I hate that argument too. And someone just takes like, well, this worked for this completely separate demographic right. population. People who are completely right. different, why can't we implement what they do exactly? And what, what I think people also don't realize about places like Norway and those um, very Nordic countries yeah, is they do have a couple of these quote unquote socialist things, but they're actually more capitalist than even they're we quasi-capitalist. are. Quasi-capitalist. Yeah, like, they uh, are. In a lot of but, ways they are. Yes. Like their policies actually destroy our, if you were to have a battle of who's most capitalist, they would actually destroy us. But people don't see sure. that. It's no. We've actually had socialist policies, which have saved the banks, which is why we're fucked, which have allowed, you know, we, we've had these policies which kind of allowed these bailouts and not let people be accountable for their actions. Exactly. And that's, what's kind of ruining things. And then I could go into like insurance companies kind of ruining healthcare oh. for America. Cause that, that's the biggest fucking scam. I mean, do I think it's possible for us to have it? I mean, sure. I get free healthcare, you know, oh, um, yeah, because of military, right? Because of military, but, right. and I think well, it's like, we have the money. Here's the thing though. It's like people always complain. They're like, our military budget's too high and it is, but people think that it's going to like our chow halls or it's going to like these other things. Like we spend America, I'll explain it. America military spends a lot of fucking money on things they don't need to spend money on because they can, because they have the budget that's unlimited. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then people are like, oh, well, let's reduce their budget. I'm like, do you realize now we've gone in so deep that reducing the budget doesn't reduce, they're going to be spending it on um, basically equipment. Tomahawk missiles. Yeah, they're not going to reduce the number of bombs, missiles, and ammo they have. All they're going to reduce is our quality of food, our boots, our uniforms, um, everything they have to pay for the person. They're just going to they don't give a shit. They'll be like, listen, guys, you, you don't need air conditioning anymore. We need to yeah. save the budget. They're going to be like, listen, guys, like, uh, you don't, you can't live off base anymore. We're going to take all that away. Everyone has to live on base married or not. Like, right. They don't, they think it's going to take away the missiles and the bombs, but no, it's not. You're just going to, you're just going to take it out of the kid's account. What, what needs to happen is like an in-depth fucking audit of what's going on. Believe me. I showed up to California for an exercise once. We had to spend $250,000 that night on a single piece of equipment that's pretty much the size of my laptop, a little bit smaller. And you're going to tell me that like reducing the funds, like they don't realize where it comes from or where the spending is going. I'll be honest, the little box I had, I don't even think it was worth $250,000. I think it was maybe an actually 20,000 piece of equipment, but because some politician has a fucking stake in the company, they can charge what oh, they fuck want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, that, so, so yeah, I mean, 
honestly though, I mean, here's the, here's the big thing too, is like, regardless, mm-hmm. we're always going to have to have the biggest, baddest military on the planet. I, yeah. I, I, I believe that like, we're like, as long as we're the world power and mm-hmm. before this COVID-19 thing, like obviously like during the Obama administration, like China was kind of closing in on us. And then obviously the dispute is whether Trump, mm-hmm. Trump caused it or not, but we started distancing ourselves again from China. Mm-hmm. We started whipping fucking ass, dude. Like, like until this COVID thing, we whipped everybody's ass and we were continuing to do so. The issue is, you know, a lot of these countries are afforded the, afforded the capabilities to have socialized medicine or have, um, you know, paid maternity leave for both. Like parents, like in, in Norway, if you're a, a woman, mm-hmm. you get it for two years, fully paid. They, they, pay, they match your salary, fully paid. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a male, you get one for, you get one year. So both parents can be around the kid for the first year of its life. And mm-hmm. again, obviously two years, you know, childcare is paid for shit like that. I mean, it's all paid for, but what they don't realize is in the places like Norway, like Norway has a ton of, they have more oil than we do per, per, per square mile. basically. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Guess what happens if fucking Turkmenistan goes to war with Norway? Guess who gets in the fucking jets and flies over and does their fucking bidding for them? We do. Mm-hmm. And so they don't have to spend money on national on national security. They don't have to spend a fucking dime, really. I mean, because no one's in the fuck with them because they're protected by the NATO treaty. The same with anybody else. Canada, fucking is Mexico a member of NATO? I think they are somehow. Yeah, I think Mexico. Let me let me look at motherfuckers. Let's. But you know, Norway, Denmark, France, Germany. Like we could, we legitimately protect them. Like, like indirectly, we protect them, and so it's so difficult for me to like talk to these people about this and that and everything, and 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 they don't realize that we protect them, and that's why they can afford a lot of it. Yeah, and I think I'm looking at Mexico is actually not part of NATO. I wonder if they ever were. I don't. I think there was like so. I saw something. It was like some debate on whether they wanted to join or not, but I guess they wanted like changes to some parts of the agreement if they were going to be part of the whole thing i don't know i mean nato is also a very sensitive topic because it's it's not really an an equal thing either no i mean america definitely does hold a lot of this yeah a, a lot of the the um what do you call it a lot of the responsibility shareholder and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's what, that's what's crazy, and 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 that to me is like you know people always I, I believe in cause and effect like mm-hmm. like Obama was elected president because I think Bush did a pretty shitty job. Mm-hmm. Okay, like people people agree disagree with whatever. I'm a, I'm a I'm a registered Republican. I'm more libertarian mm-hmm. leaning, but I 100% believe that George H W Bush and and he was kind of a puppet. Like I think Rumsfeld and Cheney were pulling the strings. Like I totally believe that. Um, I think he was a bad president. Good dude, bad president. And I think Trump is the is the is the is the effect of of the Obama administration. Like Obama, but the exact opposite of Trump, in my opinion. Like great guy, you know, per, on a personal. I think he's a I think he's a good human being. I, I even believe he's a good Christian. I think he's a good family man. I think he's mm-hmm. a fucking phenomenal speaker. But I think he was a terrible president. Yeah, like, horrible. I mean, there's some things that he did. Like I don't know if you're my, my biggest one. I always go to isn't even Benghazi. It's the Fast and the Furious scandal where we literally sent our fucking FBI or CIA or whoever it was down there, armed the Mexican drug cartels with trackers on our weapons. They turned the weapons against us, killed our dudes, dropped the weapons and bounced. Yeah. Like how, how is someone not held responsible for that? But I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was also very dumb and destroyed 
That was a very bad operation, badly planned. I mean, I don't know who oh. the fuck thought that was a good idea to even approve it. Like, people are watching too many fucking movies that they thought that was Rambo. a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, with with that, too. So, like, Trump came in and, like, you know, he's been – whatever you want to say about Trump, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's done some things that are kind of – I think that are very, very, very uh, – um, I don't know if – outlandish i guess i would say mm-hmm. like some of the things he said some of the things he's done like for sure but i think on a pure policy level i think he's been extremely pro-american since the day he came in office and since the 90s when he was talking to oprah mm-hmm. he was saying look we're getting pushed around by now we're getting pushed around by china we're getting beat here we're getting beat here and from day one he started fucking saying dude fuck this you're gonna pay mm-hmm. your fair share we're actually in, we're actually uh exporting rice to china mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, you know, if he just turned off his Twitter, man, if he just turned off his Twitter and had a little bit more of Obama's temperament, I think everyone would have loved him. Well, I think COVID sucks, but I don't know. I mean, I I have feelings with him. I I don't, I'm not like a left-leaning, I'm not liberal. I know a lot of people think that I'm probably liberal, but I'm honestly probably more Republican than, in some ways, than people think because I'm, I mean, shoot, I even campaigned for the Republican Party and I fucking, I mean, I carry, I'm, very pro gun, which is kind of why I don't like Trump in some ways because he did add a lot of gun restrictions. He did the bump stock ban. This is the truth. He added some other things I don't like. Um, policy wise, I just don't think that he did as much as people give him credit. Well, if we're being honest, though, there's never been a president that I do like so far. Yeah. And obviously, I'm very young. I'm 24 as well. So, like, okay. I don't fucking. No, I've known three presidents in my lifetime, whatever. But so yeah, far, too young, too young to remember Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far, like each one, though, like I can't really figure out if I would like them or not. Like, like Bush, for instance, um, you know, not a big fan of his policies and everything they did. I don't think we should have invaded. I don't think we should have gone into Afghanistan at all. I mean, that was Agreed. that was a very dumb move because everyone knows Afghanistan is a land that you can't get out of. I mean, there's yeah, the Russians of, tried it. Yeah, Russians, Russians tried it. Romans is yeah. literally name any fucking body of people that tried to conquer that that terrain. No one's been able to. The fact that we even have that area of the world as a country under a single leader, which is kind of bullshit, is amazing. The fact that that those people even decided follow anyone, yeah, follow anyone in any regards. That's that's a different thing, but like. I think we've just had a lot of bad leaderships and I think Obama got elected because he was very charismatic. He was very cool. Without was, a doubt. He I, was I this cool, say... you know, um, African-American dude, young dude, good looking, whatever he won. I think Trump also just won because he was the count. He was the complete counter to that. And he's what, what people were saying they wanted, but I feel like he gets so much credit for things he may not have even done. And I feel like he honestly sure. hasn't done that much. So, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I haven't really liked any of the presidents. Sure. And I don't really know when we're going to get one that I would approve of. I mean, I'd like to see. What if Mattis third. runs and wins? Would you like him? I think Mattis. I mean, Mattis has already proven to be a leader, though. That's the thing. So, like, yeah. He's a fucking I, great guy. If, if I'm, really, Mattis, I'm really sad he got let go or left. I mean, even in the Marine Corps, people were sad when his time, his term was up, you know, like he was one of the greatest. I mean, he's literally, was he, was he the commandant? 
he was a commandant of the Marine Corps at one time, yeah, and then right. he stayed as a four-star, got out, and then, as we know, became Secretary of Defense and then left. But but here's the thing, though. Is like, I'm not going to follow anyone just because of who they are. Like, I feel like a lot of people blindly support him. And then when what I didn't I like, what I didn't like is when Mattis left office, then all of a sudden there were these people who were like in love with Trump and were in love with Mattis when they were together. But now it's just like, Oh, Mattis was never a real, whatever Mattis was. In I was like, none of you guys know what you're talking about now because Mattis has been deemed one of the greatest military leaders currently alive and in our generation. Like, Probably, probably, I would say he's probably top ten of all time. Yeah, well, most definitely, very easily. I mean, he's today's Chesty Puller is what he is to us. Right, exactly. So no, he is. He's 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 a brawler. Yeah, I mean, he's what an he iconic said. figure, you know. And but sure. Trump never really proved himself leadership wise, business wise. Okay, he did well, in my opinion. I mean, he did very well. I mean, everyone makes fun of him for saying that thing of a small loan of a million dollars. A million dollars really isn't that much. Especially in real estate. I'm in real estate heavily, you know, like I invested in real estate. I, I sell real estate. I love real estate. So a million dollars isn't that much. I'm not going to say he didn't build something great, but I feel like building a giant empire based off of real estate and casinos and other industries. I don't think that that means you're going to be a good president. I think it means you're an amazing businessman and I'm never going to take that from him. I just don't think it means you should be a leader on social and international and economic policies. Right. And uh, yeah, I I understand that. And and Mm I, and I, I understand, I understand to an extent. Mm -hmm. Um, I would obviously argue like, I'm obviously like, I'm, I'm going to vote for Trump again. Like Mm -hmm. there's no fucking secret. I've been saying it since, since he got elected. I I think that he's done a lot of things. Like my my big, my biggest thing is like, if nothing else, I firmly in my heart believe that he has put America first in our policies and his mm-hmm. policy. That's what I believe. I believe that like he has gone and fucking like gone after China and he's gone after a lot of these places mm-hmm. and, and like NATO and like he got us out of the Paris climate accords and deregulated mm-hmm. stuff. Like to me, that is as a conservative, mm-hmm. that's very important to me. Yeah. And, and I, I think every president's had good intentions. I don't think any of them sure. did it for some sort of evil, like selfish thing or whatever. I think every single one of them did it to either appease someone else, their constituents or to, do what they, in their opinion, felt was best, you know? So, cause I hate, I hate some people use the arguments like, Oh, Obama was an evil man or Trump's evil. I'm like, yeah. no, these people are just, they're trying their best. No. It's a hard fucking job. I couldn't now do it now. Yeah. So, so here's, here's, here's a flip side too. It's like, you know, I have a lot of people that try to convince me that they, they think Trump's a good Christian. And I was other crap. Mike, dude, come on. Man. No, like, no, no chance. No chance. Like I, like this is the, this is the honest guy truth. I'm not even consider. I'm not even. Have you said some good things? I'm not even cons- um, convinced that he's a good dude. Like, yeah, I don't think. But, he- but for me, that as a president, that's a relative. Mm-hmm. Obama was a great guy to me, but I thought he was mm-hmm. a terrible president. And like, I don't give a fuck who he's banging behind closed doors or who he's who what porn stars sucking him off. If my pockets are getting bigger and mm-hmm. my country's doing better and my fucking my military is being taken care of and you know we're we're kicking ass, mm-hmm. that's what I care about. I could give a shit who he's banging. I could give a shit if he's fucking banging seven different chicks at once and his wife's watching like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter to me like what matters to me is is our country better off and i can honestly tell you that at least versus joe biden i think it's a clear choice because joe biden's a fucking corpse i mean well here's the thing though. i come from the party of i think both of them are kind of just the exact same person i think just one person has more medical issues at the moment and <laughs> 
that, sure. That's the main thing. I mean, I'm, I'm Republican. And again, like I said, very right leaning tendencies as far as how oh, I you act. are registered Republican. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I campaign oh, okay. for Republican that's campaigns right. and I fucking, I do a lot of shit like that, but the, I mean, I'm probably going to be voting third party this year though for really? Joe Jorgensen. Yeah. You know because, what? I, it, honestly, it, I, I can honestly tell you that it, I ha, like I said, I'm more libertarian leaning. My mm-hmm. first pick ever, the first president, the first presidential candidate that I ever would have backed was Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. I'm 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 inherently libertarian, but for me, like as much as I would like to vote for Joe Jorgensen, mm-hmm. and I, I guess California doesn't really matter. You actually matter more than I do, mm-hmm. big time. Like as in North Carolina, like it usually goes. It's red, right? It's actually a blue state. Really? Yeah. Actually, we're like Is a that purple, recent? we're a purple state, so we okay. Our our votes are very much. It can go one way or the other. We're I think we're different each cycle. But last year it went for Hillary, right? Yeah, I think no, last, last year went for Trump. I think I actually, forget, honestly, I don't remember because I think I voted. Um, I voted third party that year as well. I voted for Gary Johnson that year. <laughs> yeah, Gary Johnson. I mean, I, yeah, I see. I don't know. I'm a libertarian leaning, but like, I definitely, I definitely think there's some things like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like, I'm not a complete non-interventionalist. Mm-hmm. Like I believe we should definitely, I'm not a huge fan of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a huge fan of like having a complete, like they're not really, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, and you know, I have, I have some Jewish friends out there probably hate me for saying that, but it's like, you know, it's that, that whole situation is so complex. And like they, they and Palestine are both to blame for that situation. They're both just fucking at each other's necks. And, mm-hmm. but, but no, I mean, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I always think that I have to pick the, the most rational thing is to pick the better of two choices. And for me, that's Trump. Like, and, yeah. and here's the thing too, is like, the one thing I will say is I don't know if Republicans really care about people. I know for a fact that Democrats don't care about people either. Right. The issue here is like, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are literally, I mean, this is, like I said, it's a conspiracy tier shit. They're convincing people they give a fuck. And in 1993, Joe Biden was the fucking, the head of that bill, that crime bill of 1993 that literally put minorities in prison. And then Kamala Harris, legitimately, she was, she was blasted by Tulsi Gabbard, who I think is the fucking hottest thing since bottled water, by the way. And, uh, she, I'll be honest, if Tulsi Gabbard had actually made it, I would have probably voted Democrat. Yeah, if if Tulsi Gabbard because she was someone who I kind of wanted. I was like, let's get like an actual. I don't want to use the word like an actual veteran, but let's get. She's in the uh, army, right? Yeah, she's in the army, and she was like, um, I believe she was a combat vet, but she was very much a fucking. I mean, she was like the person I wanted because here's the thing: is I knew she was basically a libertarian in disguise, who I was hoping would have won the Democratic thing, and then just been like, listen. You know, I got, I'm veteran. I'm also, I think she was legitimately, she's just, she's a libertarian, I think at heart, but she just yeah. knows that she has to wear a blue or red tag just to get That's a seat at the table. Yeah. Dude, I think, I think she's fucking great, man. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I, I eventually see her jumping ship. There's no way she can hang out with those people. Like, but here, I, <laughs> here's the thing though, with, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris or whatever. I can yeah, never say her name. Harris, yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. It's, There's different I, I don't. I do not feel like this is gonna be very probably the most controversial thing I said, but like, I don't think you can actually say you care and support about the Black Lives Matter movement if you're gonna vote in one of the biggest and the most dangerous prosecutors there ever was, 
Like, I don't think it's controversial at all. I think it's the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. People actually look and stop voting. Like, here's the thing, dude. I don't consider I don't consider voting for Donald Trump in 2016. Mm-hmm. I don't consider that a fucking like a red or a red or nothing mm-hmm. choice. You know, I voted for him. I, he was my he was my pick as soon as Rand Paul dropped out, um, and I was not huge on it until I eventually saw what he did. You know, I mean, I just I don't think he was like I don't think it's playing politics voting for Donald mm-hmm. Trump because there's there were other options. I think it's purely playing politics voting for Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. I oh. don't know a single person that can tell me that they support Joe Biden for any other reason that he's not Donald Trump. Well, and that's the problem too is like now we've literally propped up the exact same people in my in my mind the exact same people i'm like what is going on here where where you can't see it because i'm like they're both not good candidates even their vice their vps aren't good i'm like holy shit we're literally at this point where i don't know how if it can be any more obvious that we need we need a different party we need a third party to come in and they just are like nope nope i'm like and I, and I agree with you, man. Like, honestly, this, this is the truth of the matter is I think, I think America should be libertarian. Yeah. Free market capitalism, guns, let, let them do whatever the fuck they want to do otherwise. Yeah. Free market and guns, I'm chill. Yeah. You want to fucking keep my taxes low? You want to go marry fucking five dudes? Go ahead. As long as you're not a fucking pedophile, I'm yeah. cool with it. Yeah, and like, that's, that's how know, I feel. And I'm, and I'm not, and I'm I think most of America is like that as well. I think most people right. agree on those terms, you know? Right, but when it comes down to a ballot, they won't vote for it. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that, the thing is like, is that, that's a big issue with me. So there's some serious issues with the Republican party that I have, like, you know, honestly, one of my most controversial, I have a, a couple really, really, really far left um, ideas, I mm-hmm. guess is what I, is what I said. Like, you know, obviously it's a, probably a little biased because I've never drank before, but I've seen what addiction does. I can't find a good reason. I cannot find a good reason. I hope you don't fucking rake me over the coals for this one. I can't find a good reason why every fucking car in America shouldn't come standard with a breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. Well, like, to me, to me, it just seems like a waste of money because I would just fucking grab. I would charge five bucks for a sober breath, or I would just fucking like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, I mean, but sure, sure. But the average person's gonna blow into that fucker. Yeah, but I think it's you know? also a thing of just, um, like, I mean, that that's more of a culture thing to I me. Mean, now we have Ubers and bartenders. Sometimes I've seen will take keys, and there's a big bar here in town, and. um I remember one of my math sergeants every Friday, he'd be like, my favorite thing to see on a Saturday morning is to uh, drive past that bar and see that no one drove home. Like that was his Fuck favorite yeah. thing was just to see that everyone took an Uber or had another ride home, you right. know, yeah. um, with that. But I see what you're it's saying. It's not just that, but I mean, it's, it's such a huge cause of deaths every year and money yeah. and, you know, imprisonment and, um, I also believe in decriminalizing drugs. I mean, I think that, you know, you can, I think that that selling pot should be a misdemeanor if you sell it, you know, obviously because mm-hmm. we have taxes and things like that. Um, I think that maybe selling heroin and stuff like that should be categorized maybe as a felony. But as far as doing drugs, like there's, there's the fact that there's people that are in jail today for doing, for smoking pot. It yeah. is fucking insane. And which is weird because I've actually had a conversation with my, um, I have my, my ex-girlfriend from Norway's brother is a good friend of mine now. He kind of took mm-hmm. my side during the whole breakup thing, which is cool. Um, and he told me, he's like, it's crazy to me. Like, they'll, they'll fucking put you in a police car and take you away for smoking pot in, in Norway. And in a place yeah. that's so progressive, how is that still a thing? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, these are the same cops that are taking people to jail for smoking pot and going home and having a couple beers. Well, that fucking like, baffles me, oh, too. It's like, it's literally a plant that grows in the earth. 
and if someone wants to ingest it and not harm anybody, that's on them. Yeah. Like, like I, I that's on, like there's, yeah. if we're going to have fucking socialize, if we're going to be, you know, having purely socialized healthcare and doing these things, well, we might as well make fucking sugar and carbs illegal because those motherfuckers will be taxing society in a ridiculous amount. You know, you can't just have it one way or the other. I, and I wholeheartedly agree with you. And, and for me, honestly, it's, uh, it's just like, there's so many, like there's so many things in the Republican party, like, like the best thing that's happened to the Republican party in the last six months is, um, is Jeff Sessions retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy, that guy was an absolute Trump picking him as the AG originally before getting replaced with Barr. thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst decision ever. He literally is on record saying good people don't smoke marijuana. I got a list of people that are fucking good people that smoke marijuana. Like my grandfather who fucking got wounded in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He smokes weed. He had agent orange and mm-hmm. fucking has one lung left. And he wants to fucking take an edible at night and relax after he saw unspeakable shit and fought for the country. Why, how the fuck does that make him a bad person? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. And a lot Sorry. of veterans, a lot of veterans too. A lot of my buddies have recently got into um, psychedelics and marijuana and they said that that pretty much helped them more than anything the va ever offered like so did did you see combat no no but just a lot of my buddy a lot of people get out with just unresolved problems or issues in general and so basically with that was just like this whole this whole thing uh with psychedelics and marijuana which i mean never really participated in but i've seen the effects of it and i've seen friends who are basically i mean i've had plenty of friends kill themselves by this point i've had i've had yeah. a lot of people Sorry, i know man it's a fucking it's an epidemic that's a, that's a I, real I mean, problem it's not a conspiracy yeah that's i mean funny. i mean that happens a lot so like i've seen a lot so but one of my friends told me that he was pretty much about to and then he he got just a bunch of um a bunch of acid and he said he just started he just started medicating he's, and honestly he seems more normal now than before like he seems yeah, more acid's a tough one yeah but but since he's started like yeah. psychedelics and treating and it's not like he's taking them to get high or trip balls or to party like he's literally taking them as medication in his apartment yeah to function and he says that i mean even talking to him and being with him now i'm like oh like he's more normal than before you know, well, and, and the fact yeah. that we're not looking at that and the, I mean, I also blame the, the pharmaceutical industry as well for banning a lot of these things and keeping the ban because I mean, what happens when a product comes out and all of a sudden it can solve all these issues that you've been charging through the ass for, and this is cheap and someone can grow it or process it or make it on their own. Like now you're out of business. So I think that's also a very corrupt industry that needs to be right. And and one of the thing one of the things too is like you know I I think obviously you remember Dare right yeah 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 I still remember the song I think it's ridiculous but um you know I my, one of my buddies from the south is here and, and he's he's a stoner like he smokes a lot of weed mm-hmm. um it helps him get through his day whatever he's got stress he's got whatever whatever he smokes weed I let I let the guys who work for me they want to fucking take a dab on the way to a job go ahead and do it I don't give a shit like whatever yeah. makes you fo- if makes you focus go ahead um. And he was down there smoking pot one time and the, the dad was, or my, my friend's, my friend's stepdad who lives in the, in the other house was like, Hey, you know, could you tell your friend not to like smoke pot down there? And I was like, 
okay. I was like, did, he's like, well, I don't want the kids to see him doing that. And I'm like, well, there's people who come here and drink beer, you know, but like, what, like, do you say the same thing when people are drinking beer? And he's like, no. I said, well, what's the difference? The alcohol cleanses way. I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember the last time someone got high and went and beat their wife. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it's like, I just, there's such a stigma behind marijuana that's been going on for years and it has to stop. And Nancy Reagan legitimately said on her deathbed that one of her biggest mistakes, that her biggest mistake was the war on drugs. Yeah. Because it was done with good intentions to keep people off drugs. It seems like a good idea. But when you start locking people up and putting them away and destroying generations of people. Well, then you start creating more and more problems from there, you know, like, I mean, it's typical prohibition mindset and cause and effect. I mean, we saw it happen when we banned alcohol, yet somehow it's very, I I think most people too these days, like even people who've never smoked weed are just like, there's no reason for it to be illegal anymore. Oh, I feel like it's just a lot of people in politics who are wanting to hold on to their, they think that that's what their constituents want to hear. And some of them are just old. They're just old and they just want to hold on to quote unquote traditional values that they yeah. They deem are somehow morally appropriate, yet they're out smoking cigars, drinking whiskey, and acting like an asshole out in town, you know? Sure. Sure. And I think, honestly, man, the thing is, too, is going back to the political aspect of it, too, I think that, you know, I always, I'm always quick to talk about, and I, and I, I like to hold, hold myself accountable when I fuck mm-hmm. up, but I, I always talk about how, like, this radical left, like, this new, like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's the what's the um, the Middle Eastern one? Uh, Ilan Omar and uh, Rashida Tlaib or whatever, all these, you know, mm-hmm. new new waves of, of these super left leaning Democrats. And like, the, you know, the people that follow, you know, the 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 the, the white BLM protesters that are tweeting about oppression from their iPads. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, these people, I always bash on them. What's equally damaging to our country is the old school religious right. Yeah. That's the truth. Is like I'm I'm a conservative. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm very in some ways I'm very I'm very conservative. Like if it were up to me, I'd let everyone have a fucking rocket launcher. Yeah, I mean you know whatever, <laughs> like you know shall yeah. not be infringed, whatever. Um, but as far as like this the old religious right that is like anti this anti that, like honestly, man, like like I was I was born to a 17 year old mother, a teen mom, like yeah, and and. I, I, obviously, like I'm gonna probably be in my own philosophy. I'm probably gonna be pro life, yeah. right? Like. I'm thankful that she had me and didn't, um, and, and, and didn't, you know, choose the alternative. And obviously like, you know, my dad was kind of established at that time and he was a little, he was older. So he had, he had money and, uh, at the time, but like to overturn Roe versus Wade, like that would be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. That would be catastrophic. And so like, you know, and I don't know how you feel, obviously you're Catholic, but I mean, it's just, uh, I'm very, very much pro-choice. I mean, I'm a Catholic, Cool. but even amongst, I mean, if there's even some priests in the Catholic church, I don't feel like it's turning around, but I've seen some, when I was even out in Spain talking to some of them and some of them are like, they know they're not supposed to be, but they kind of are. Well, they're, they're understanding. They understand the point of view, but some of them are just like, but my beliefs and their belief in God doesn't allow them to believe in it. But they, for them, they come from a place of understanding. They're like, I get it though. They're like if you don't if you don't believe what I believe in, then it totally they can, makes they can, sense. They can empathize a little. Yeah, bit. exactly. Yeah, so 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 with that, um, like yeah, it, it's a very complicated situation because yeah, it's it's a terrible thing, and like mm-hmm. obviously, like my my number one virtue is personal responsibility. Like I'm yeah. so you know obviously I understand where the Black Lives Matter things come from, but like typically speaking, 
most of these dudes are getting assaulted or criminals. I'm like, well, maybe if you weren't a fucking criminal, this shit wouldn't happen. Obviously, like, that's I mean, not a realistic way of looking at things, too. Uh, and we got to look at experiences but, because I've had some experiences sure. with law enforcement where I knew, and I hate to say it, but where I knew if I was not white, I most definitely would have been shot because I remember one time I was coming out of forest and I had my, I don't know if I had my bow or my shotgun, but either way, I was out hunting. And I had my my uh, pistol on me. Well, a cop pulls up and he's asking me a bunch of questions, comes out of his car. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And in the middle of our conversation, I literally grabbed my pistol and because it was digging into my dick pretty much. I I reach in, I grab my pistol, the holster and everything, take it out and I throw it in my truck and close the door. And he's like, he's like just staring at me, like blankly staring. He's like, what did you just do? And I was like, ah, my pistol was digging in my dick. So I had to, I pulled it out. You know, I was like, I don't know how long we're going to be talking. He's like, he just looked at me. He's like, don't ever do that again. And like in that moment, I was like driving. I like fucking jumpy, man. Like, well, well, here's the thing though. If I was him, (laughs) I probably would have shot me. Like, yeah like, yeah you didn't even think of it i mean especially also you're a marine so you're so used to being around that shit yeah and that's the thing too oh dude that that's a whole different topic of when everyone's like ah, yeah. oh, marines should be able to carry on base there's a lot of dumb motherfuckers who should not yeah who should not be carrying like if you see what happens at barracks nah these kids should not have guns with them because they get drunk <laughs> as fuck they get drunk as fuck and they do dumb shit and there's a lot of cases of marines shooting each other in the fucking head because they try and play some stupid game that they think is funny and then they end up killing each right. other but that's a different topic right. but but yeah the, i remember that situation and that was like a year or two ago and i remember thinking to myself i was like holy fuck like i'm majorly fucked up you know and then i start seeing more and more things in the news and i think about all my interactions with police and i'm like you know i've done worse things and i didn't get in trouble well not, but like i got off very easily and some people right. say it's because respectful dude i I don't want to say like I've always been respectful. I haven't been disrespectful, but I've been certainly unpolite at times and gotten away with shit, you know? So, so I think I don't, I don't, like I said before, it's like, I don't think they're strapping on their boots, tying their laces and saying, I want to kill black people. I think it's just their, it's their, what they grew up with the notion of what a violent person looks like based on the media and movies and how we've kind of portrayed a certain demographic as to what they look like. Sure. And so when they get into a situation, subconsciously it comes up, I think. I mean. Okay. So, so, and, and I'm going to respond to this and I'm going to have to very, very carefully watch my words because I yeah. know some fucking, some fucking lib is going to get on here and start fucking. Lib. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, because I've got, I've got a couple, I got, I got some friends who are liberals like, and, and we're cool. Mm-hmm. And I've got some that like, you know, we're not cool and they just follow me just to fucking go to go to war with me um yeah. which is fine whatever i don't care I, I, I wouldn't look at them any differently in the streets so you know whatever but i hate to say this and 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 i i'm like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna just try to try to fucking follow me here yeah but if you're a dude who th- there's a there is a culture right and in, in, mm-hmm. in the south for for black men or whatever like even in la oakland whatever if you look like one of these dudes on a rap album who's fucking shooting, who's slinging, slinging guns, whatever, cussing, saying, fuck the police, all this shit like that, and a cop rolls up on you, mm-hmm. you're going to get profiled. And it's yeah. like, even if, even if you're a good dude, you know, there's, there's a difference between like speaking like in a certain way and like, you know, like a distinguished person and, and then talking like quote unquote thug, like it's the truth. And like, 
my my friends from the south can switch like that. Mm-hmm. Like I like, oh, yo, what are we going on? Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I can't understand them. And they switch like that, and then they're like talking just like you or I. Yeah. Now when that, someone like that gets pulled up on a cop by, by on a uh, gets pulled up on by a cop, it's it's tough because they're gonna be like, oh shit, well this guy looks like a gang member or whatever else. So like, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a way, I I and this is where it gets tricky. And in a way, I can't blame them in a way sometimes for, for, for watching their ass the way they do. And it's a sh- harsh reality that that happens. But I just think when you say, you know, if I was a black guy, it would, it would, it, uh, maybe it, it, it would have turned out differently. It's tough to explain that because like, this is the issue too, is like a lot of times people are saying, well, like, Oh, well this, this judge in California let Brock Turner off uh, with six months for rape. And that's not exactly what happened in the case either. And then this person, you know, smoked weed and has been in jail for 30 years. You can't compare apples to, that's apples to oranges. Mm -hmm. If you have the same judge in the same area and the same, you know, within three years of the case and he sentences one dude, you can prove racism is a fucking factor. Mm -hmm. Like, but for me with BLM, it's like, if, if a black guy dies, fucking racist, fucking racist, no matter what, like, oh, this is like, can you prove that George Floyd was fucking killed because he was black? Mm-hmm. no no like can you can you prove can you can you prove that this cop legitimately was not just a piece of shit and was overstepping his boundaries yes well, yeah and that, I, I think with that as well i mean i said the same thing um about george floyd the cop i th- i mean i think the cop was definitely just a bad cop in general he was very undertrained but and he, he was an MP. He was an army MP. Did you know that? Yeah. And don't get, I mean, dude, I've already told you about guys in the military being racist. So yeah, like I said, yeah. some of them can get out and you know, my friend veteran, I mean, we, we did a lot of stuff together and he is now a cop and I'm like, dude, I hope you change the way you look at things and people or the way you talk about them when they're not around because otherwise, you know, you're, so- you're going to be put under pressure and I don't want to hear so my, you so in my, the news. Right, exactly. So so my question is with him, and obviously, like, you're, you're at liberty to answer how you mm-hmm. want. Um, but your impression with him, do you think that he was – because I think that, like, like my grandmother, sweetest lady in the world, my, my, my paternal grand, grandmother, very sweet, old school. She says the word colored all the time. Yeah. But she is not saying it. So she would help anybody out. My thing is the way he was referring to these people, do you think he was referring to them almost like subhuman or was he just using a word that he shouldn't have used? Because there's a big difference, right? Like I I don't think someone just going and dropping an N-bomb necessarily means they're a racist as much as it means like they're just uncultured. And obviously it's not right either way. I but. think a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, uh, just because sure. I've seen that type and with him and even some other guys who – um, I won't give too much detail as who they sure. are, if any of my buddies from Marine Corps are listening, but sure. I've heard some racist things get dropped and then they acted like it was normal to say, like they get angry at someone and then just drop a bunch of racist terms and say some horrible racist shit. And then they'll say, sorry. And then one of their excuses was like, well, don't you do the same thing when you get angry? When you get angry, you just say these are, I was like, no, No. I was, I was like, no, I have never, I've never gotten so angry. I just immediately started resorting to fucking racial slurs in order to feel better. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I agree. And and, you know, honestly, yeah. And and he did, he did get better throughout before we got out. He did get better, but still, I mean, I just, you know, I haven't talked to him in a while and I, but I know he has those values and as a police officer, it makes me nervous that he's going to be out there. 
Sure. I mean, and I hope that he's a good dude otherwise, you know? Yeah. Like, I think there's – everyone has their own demons. Like, some people are pieces of shit, and, mm-hmm. and, and some people are good in some ways and bad in others. And I hope that um, – yeah, I hope, I hope for a fact that he's – he's he's come he's he's made some strides um it, it being a cop is a is, is an incredible he may act like it's not but because yeah. obviously he's been in the military but it's an incredibly difficult job when they demonize the badge like crazy like as far as yeah but the, i mean i mean talked about, it is a very nerve-wracking job because you don't really know who you're sure. coming up to in a window you don't know what's going on you don't know what day-to-day is going to be like and or what you know, prejudices they may have against cops yeah and it's, you know especially with today's environment it's hard like I said, I mean, I'm not a defund the yeah. police, but but I do think they need to put more money into training, more money into how to communicate with the community themselves. I think sure. cops have so much. They've tried to, I think cops over the years, I've noticed have, they've done all these programs to try and get the community to like the cops. I'm like, how about you get the cops to like the community? So that way they're not as nervous when they pull up on someone. When they roll up to a loud house, they don't, they're not going to freak out when they see some dude who they've met multiple times in a different scenario because we all know we're supposed to respect cops, but it goes both ways. The cops can't just work for us. Yeah. They work for us. Period. Exactly. And and slow PD. I I don't agree with BLM, but I will tell you slow PD is pretty fucking bad. I mean, I I know some, I've had some piece of shit people in slow PD who, Oh my God, man. Like, situations with them i remember one famous one was um um, a friend of mine was drunk and he was literally sitting on higuera he was just sitting down the sidewalk waiting for a ride and the cops were trying to fucking arrest him for being drunk in public and he was like i'm literally just waiting for my ride outside and they were giving him such a hard time until his mom who was his ride finally pulled up and was like what the fuck do you think you're doing yeah and you know that's a problem too with small town police forces are also very Oh yeah. I mean, I would say small town but then big city there's a problem, but small town sometimes is also worse in some ways because it's like they want to be this authoritative figure and maybe they don't see much right. when they finally see it like like the whole thing is like I'm very uncomfortable with cops wearing camouflage. I'm very uncomfortable with the type of equipment I've never that seen they have. camouflage. Um well, I've just seen a lot of pictures just recently of just cops who are putting on camo and they're doing these things for riots and like oh yeah like the way they're handling it like i i do not feel i i do believe like all the squad cars need to have a rifle and a shotgun i get that but they should not be fucking dressing in multi-cam they should not be dressing like they're military and they shouldn't have some of the some of the vehicles they have are overkill where i'm like you do not need that you, I agree. If you're going to that resort, then call the National Guard if you really think you need this equipment. But that's yeah. what I'm saying: misappropriation of fun of funds. Like they need to get better training and community involvement. Right, right. And and I would and I would say honestly, man, like you know, it, you I, I I should have interjected earlier, but you said a lot of them are underpaid. Mm-hmm. Fucking slow PD is not underpaid one bit. They right. start out at 100k a year. They got a fucking. They, there's a sergeant that's on public record there that works a fucking overtime. Works like 60 hours a week. The mm-hmm. dude made 240k last year for Damn. writing for for 
I might for, be slow for, PD. Fuck, 100K? For, for, <laughs> chasing, for chasing down overdue library books, basically. This is what these fuckers do. Slow PD is a cakewalk. I got a buddy who's Bakersfield PD, gets paid far less than they do. Mm-hmm. And he's seen more shit in six months as a rookie cop there than they'll see their entire fucking career. Yeah. And, oh, they have to deal with some drunk kids. Most of the drunk kids are fucking dealt with on campus. There's way yeah. more kids on campus that are dealt by university PD than are fucking by slow PD. And honestly, dude, I mean, just like the fact that the chief like forgot her gun in the bathroom and all that shit and like tried to hide it. Did you hear about this crap? Dude, I heard about that and I immediately <sighs> thought to anytime you lost your rifle in the Marine Corps, you get fucked. And she got, and that's all like on training. If you're on training grounds in the military, and you leave your weapon somewhere in the field or you left it in a porter shit or something. Or like here on base, we had two rifles go missing and the entire base got locked up for two rifles that went missing. And here's this fucking lady who left her fucking, her sidearm in a bathroom loaded. And then she got what? Nothing because of it. Nothing. And she, and she tried to hide it too. That's the crazy thing. She tried. She legitimately tried to hide it. Like she tried to fucking go down, chase the guy down, make a fucking private arrest, not report it. Like all this crazy shit. And they've got the extortion case of a couple of years ago of Officer Corey Pierce, and the guy literally got a slap on the wrist in six months in a detention center when he was making people sell drugs for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, what? I mean, Hello? dude, there, there is so much. Um, I remember the security guard. The I remember a lot of people talking about the security guard at, in San Luis High was um selling drugs back to the kids and stuff if you would catch them with it which i don't doubt i mean he seemed like a piece of shit anyways but um sure um i 100 hardly agree but i feel like police officers too just there's no accountability in their culture and i feel like it's such a culture too where they don't want to hold each other accountable because they're very scared of not being part of the brotherhood but but that brotherhood is toxic it's a toxic brotherhood you don't want to be part of a toxic brotherhood that they well, compare, I feel, yeah. They, they I, I compare feel, it to military brotherhood, which is different. Right. And I feel we, like you guys hold yourself accountable and hold yourself to a higher standard. Oh yeah. I mean, you hear about hazing in the barracks. You hear about them being the shit out of each other. That's because, I mean, whether it's personal problems or not, a lot of times too, um, the violence that ensues amongst military members is more often than not an accountability thing that's going on. It's like, dude, sure. you're fucking up. You're gonna fuck all of us accept your punishment. You're doing this, you're acting out before I let you get any further. I'm going to take you to the tree line or I'm going to meet you in your barracks room and I'm going to rock your shit. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I'm not, I'm not saying that's appropriate, but I'm saying we hold each other accountable, you know, because we don't want to get in trouble. And for some reason the cops can't, can't do that. But yeah, we've been going at this for almost two hours, man. Yeah, dude. Let's, Shit, that's a long time. Yeah. Any closing statements? Well, we'll do another one. Don't worry. Yeah, I need to, I need to get some lunch. Yeah, dude, I, I, that, that's cool. No, um, no. I, if I can make one recommendation, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the Punisher show on Netflix? Um, I saw the first season, and it was a little. I like. All right. I mean, I don't know. It, it was a cool show, but. I mean, just like it's like the typical story of like the veteran who's gone off the rails and is now gonna fucking get all the bad Dude. guys. And I mean, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, if you're a cop, you don't watch cop movies. If you're in the military, you don't really watch military movies. 
Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. It's one of the mm. shows. I don't know. I, I I got my grandpa who was in Vietnam to watch it. He really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. Um, but you know, the old school guys are. I think the old school guys are way more like about the romanticization of the of the Marine Corps and all that shit like that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Like this is my this back when it was my Corps back in the you know like. Yeah. Which is what it is, but I don't know. I, if you ever get the chance, I would say season two is better. But watch that. Obviously. Right. Yeah, man. But I had a I had a really good time and um. Yeah, man. I think it was I think it was good. Uh, yeah. Anytime, anytime I'm gonna do it again, I'm I'm typically available at least once a week. I appreciate, it, man. And uh, put in, I mean, do you want to give any plugs or anything, or any Instagram or business accounts, anything like that? Uh, lifetimehybridbatteries.com. Lifetimehybridbatteries.com. All right, man. And with that, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. All right, man. Take it Peace. easy. Love is love. Love is love. Adi- no.